Hello, hello out there in podcast land. I am Solo Base 15. I am here with my good friend Zareth. This is the Gambit podcast where we support Prime Force Gearing Gar Saxon. Uh, how are you tonight, <laughs> Zareth? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well, Solo. I also support that. This is the podcast. If you guys want to hear the official sponsor of of prime force gearing gar saxon this look no further <laughs> folks that's what we want here <laughs> and for those of you who that don't know our friend Mudbum is currently running a challenge that if he does not get enough watch points donated and for him it's called clench points donated on his stream prime force will need to have a gear 13 gar saxon um so <laughs> super fun support Mudbum. But support Prime Force as well. I, all right. I support Gar for all. <laughs> Gar for all. Um, <laughs> all right. Prime Force, <laughs> thank you for joining us. It's always good to see you here. Uh, and then Vertigo, Dufiend, Rampage. Welcome, everybody. Let's kick off with the podcast because we actually have a decent amount to talk about tonight. Oh, uh, it's not like our normal weeks where we say we have nothing to talk about and then talk for two hours. Now we have something to talk about, and we'll talk for two hours. <laughs> uh, I know. There's somehow a difference. We don't right. know why. <laughs> uh, all right. So the big thing, we're going to go in order here. Prior to any other announcement, we got a post saying that there is now a Mandalorian tag in the game, um, which is interesting because this is – you've predicted it. I've said it might. Did I, I forgot to change the title? There we go. Um, so <laughs> uh, the tag is now given to the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian with Beskar armor, Jango Fett, Sabine, Gar Saxon, Imperial Super Commando, and Candorous Ordo. So you've been calling that this would happen. So how do you feel about it now? Um, so I won't lie, Solo. My very first inclination when I saw that there was a Mandalorian tag was to go to you and to tell you, I told you so in like the most abrasive, told you so way possible. <laughs> and then I decided to be an adult and not do that because I don't appreciate when people do that. Um, and honestly, we don't really have a Mandalorian faction yet. Like, yes, they are, they're all grouped. They have, there's one character that has synergy with that, with that faction. Um, but it, it, it's worth getting excited over, but it's not substantial right now. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really truly exist yet. So, it, yeah. So my, my initial excitement was kind of dampened anyways, like, you know, I've been predicting a Mandalorian faction for a while. I think this is a great indicator that we're actually going to have a substantial real faction. But right now, all it really is is one character who doesn't really lead Mandalorians, the, the ones that we have right now, at least very well. And like, I don't know, I, I'm excited. But at the same time, I, I feel feel a little disappointed. What, what's your thoughts, Solo? Yeah. Uh... I think that this, well, this is exactly what I was saying beforehand of great. They added a tag. 
now what? Like, <laughs> this team just does not synergize at all. Um, not really. So You're right. It, it's I, really, I, think at, I think at all is maybe a tiny overstatement, well, but... Okay, like, the Mandalorian and Jango Fett obviously go together, and Gar and Imperial Super Commando have some synergy together, but they're not in... A or B squad that you're going to use in a grand arena. They are like a. Uh, I've lost five battles. What do I have left? Ooh, a couple Mandalorians. Maybe this will work. And then you throw it against the wall and it doesn't. Uh, you know, like it, it's not a team that you can use right now. Uh, I do. I am interested in them using this tag for future releases. You know, if we get like a Bo-Katan or God, really anyone, uh, it opens up like the entire Mandalorian history, which goes back for quite a long time and has a lot of cool characters in it. So I'm excited um, for the future. Right now, I don't care. Like it, it means nothing right. right now. This this current moment, we will do nothing with that. Like. Right. I, I and which is disappointing because when I saw that she was well, and here's the thing: so the armorer, her only tag is Mandalorian. Other than is she is she light side? I uh, know she is light side. Yeah, I think so. Hold on, I can tell you. That's so random that we don't know. Actually, <laughs> I can find out. She's in my favorites for some. Yeah, reason. she she's in my favorites too because I am gearing her up. Yeah, she's light side support leader and Mandalorian. Um, yeah. Which, you know, every character has the first three or at least some variant of them. But, well, maybe not leader, but like Mandalorian, though. It, which, I mean, I guess I'll ask you, because I have very definite opinions on this, but I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are. Like, what what conclusions are you drawing from the release of the Armorer? And we'll talk about her kit in just a minute, but uh, just the implications of the Armorer being having the Mandalorian tag only uh, what her kit kind of does, you know, like what, what are you, what are your thoughts solo? What, what's going to happen? What are the implications? Um, I don't, I kind of feel like we're headed towards a galactic legend, uh, which scares me. Cause we've talked about on the show before, or yeah, on the show before that, the Mandalorian is not a galactic legend yet. Like, I just don't think he is. Um, you know, he's had a great two seasons. I cannot wait for the third season, even though we're waiting a year for that. So maybe it's a year in advance setup, and he's going to come out in 2023. Uh, but right now, I don't think that there is a, there's enough for that so i i I mean i have i I have no clue like that's the only thing i can think of with adding all these random people to the mandalorian tag is they're setting themselves up for something in the future or you know maybe they have him on mothma turd polisher who knows um but as of right now there's (laughs) i don't see much I don't see much there. What about you? Since you said you have very distinct thoughts. Well, I mean, and they're, they're thoughts that everyone shares. Like, I'm not just trying to say, like, 
guys, I have this unique take <laughs> that you need to listen to me and your mind will be blown. Cause it's not that like, I, I just think that there's some very definite, obvious uh, things like the armor isn't going to just be like some, some galactic legend babysitter. I don't think uh, maybe she will actually, I, I don't know, but what I think what's going to end up happening, I think we're going to get a Mandalorian faction. Like people have been wanting it for a while. I think, uh, I mean, I've wanted it for a while, so I'm biased. I'm, I know, but I think, I think all we really need, we need, maybe we need like some re reworks on a couple kits and honestly, like reworks on a couple kits would just do it. Right. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. All we need is like Gar Saxon to suddenly be like a leader for Mandalorian faction and, I don't know, like a couple other kind, of, you know, kind of smallish things. We might be good, but that being said, I think that she's being released as Mandalorian only. I think we're gonna definitely get more Mandalorians, and I think, I think that we're gonna. And this is me hoping as well. I'm hoping that, I, I hoping, I can't talk. I'm hoping, and I think that we're going to get. Uh, them soon i think we're gonna get like bo katan i think we're gonna get like bo katan's friend the hot one whatever her name is yeah. um and Casca Ka reeves is that her name um uh, hell if i know i feel like i just i looked it up the other day i think uh -oh. it's something like that uh anyways like I think we're going to get a couple more pretty soon. Like they'll wait, they'll wait for a little longer for spoilers sake, just because Disney doesn't like all the spoilers right away. But like I was talking to clash. He thinks like March would be, would make sense. And I guess I'd be okay with waiting till then. Um, maybe we'll get a like a galactic legend. I don't know what galactic legend we could have though for him. Like people are like galactic legend, galactic legend. And I'm like, we would have to wait for a long time. Like, it's been long enough for on our show. Like, if you guys don't want spoilers for Mandalorian, I think maybe you guys should, you know, like, I don't know, you should go watch it before you listen to the rest of this. But I'm not going to give any mind-blowing ones. But I do think, I do think, like, like Mandalorian could have another form yeah. eventually. But like, I mean, he hasn't used his spear yet in game. Like, he, you know, he just uses his knife in his recent uh, version, like, almost like hinting that we are going to get another version with the spear. He hasn't used his jetpack yet. Like he's got other gear and equipment and looks. He hasn't used the dark saber yet. We don't know. I don't right now though. He's, he is certainly not a galactic legend. Like no one knows who the hell he is. Everyone just calls him Mando. Cause he's like this generic Mandalorian. Right. To them. I, yes. Well, they, I mean, it's, it's not even a hint that we're going to get another Mandalorian at some point. It, it's basically a promise from CG. Cause they legit went on, you know, the podcasts and Operation Metaverse, and they were like, hey, guys, we, we want to specifically point out to you that he doesn't have his backpack in this one. Hint, hint, like, you know, they, they say that a third, they basically said a third Mandalorian is coming. Um, so the question is, is that a galactic legend? Because how do you go from you know the first mandalorian to then this i forget what they called the event i it's higher than a legendary it's not a heroic god only knows what term they picked for it um but so they have this event 
So you can't go back down to a marquee. So the question is, do you go, is their next step up heroic journey? Is it galactic legend? Like you, you can't have the third Mando be worse than the second Mando, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Kind of. I, I mean, so they're, they're kind of doing like a, they're kind of like doing a progression on his, on his character. And so, so you're right about that. Like, you're right that they can't just say like, "Hey, the new Mandalorian, he's pretty good. He's marquee. Like, go buy, right. go buy shards, and you you have them." Like, they've got to have some other event around him, and especially, I mean, like, <laughs> he's such an iconic character. He's he, like a ton of people are saying, whether or not you believe it, like a ton of people have been expressing like, "This is like the real Star Wars that everyone wanted, not the sequel trilogy." I yeah. I don't I don't necessarily believe like that level of extreme you know feeling but a ton of people have been more excited about mandalorian than the sequel trilogy for sure okay and yes and, but, and so oh sorry go, go on i i do have something I, I do have a theory about that but go on so i guess you know like and right now they're progressing him one season at a time like his legend is kind of growing he's kind of growing his his followers and his stuff like maybe Maybe eventually he'll be a galactic legend. Should he be a galactic, like in our next batch of galactic legends? I think the answer is hell no. I, like, seems like it wouldn't fit at all. And there's a ton of other characters who probably would fit better. Right. So Star Wars fan base. Got to remember Star Wars fan base. Um, sure. <laughs> but my theory on why they like mando better than the sequel trilogies is it is much easier to put a full story in ten, 10 hours of programming than it is in two and a half you have to fit a lot of crap into a two and a half hour movie to match a 10 hour storyline like if the mandalorian seasons had to be cut down by eight hours or seven hours to fit one movie People would probably be saying the same things. Um, but with that said, that's kind of just neither here nor there for the game. Um, I I do think that they have to progress the character. I, I just, you know, though to be honest with you, neither Mando is truly that amazing. Um, no, like he's, he's kind of a badass and he's more relatable now. Yeah, on a like a personal like character development standpoint, but right, but yeah, like I, he he's not a person that like I I can't I haven't really been able to argue with any of their choices for Galactic Legend. <laughs> Excuse me, Bless so you. far, thank right. you. Uh, like I so far, I I think that I I mostly I'm fine with it. Like whether or not I like Ray or Kylo, like I, I was fine with them being galactic legends, but like from a lower standpoint, he's not there yet though. They are setting him up. Like I, you know, I won't give away all the spoilers. Maybe next time yeah. we will, but like, <laughs> I think they are setting it up to maybe open the doors for us to see a more legendary version of him. Yeah. And so uh, this is pure rumor mongering that I saw today. Apparently, Good. there's strong rumors that they've ca casted the live-action Thrawn. Oh, wow. 
that would be fantastic. Now the question is, is that for the Ahsoka series? Is that for the Mandalorian series? Is that for some other series that we have no clue on? Um, but if they set up a Galactic Legend, I could see, and this would have to be a year out. Uh, like I said, it would, it would be a 2023 Galactic Legend. It would be Thrawn and Mandalorian. How cool would that be? Oh, yeah. If, if I mean, right if, now if it makes no sense. This like, is pure spec- no this sense, is, but... Yeah, this is pure speculation, by the way. This is like going off the deep end. Um, let me take a trip down uh, Star Wars YouTube, basically, where they just say anything that they want and make it sound good. Uh, right. But, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I just I can't see based on season two them doing much more. Well, with, at with, least not. With the, with the Mandalorian. I think they can add plenty of characters, but with the Mandalorian sure. himself. That's what sure. I mean. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, I think they're done for now with yeah. him but right okay so here's here's the other piece though uh, so so they they've they've maintained a, a lot of time they've said okay so we're not going to just create faction tags if there's no like reason behind it right of course yeah and, and so i think i think that like right now there's still no reason behind it right now yeah. we're they're worse than worthless like we may as well just ignore it as a faction right right now there's no point I think I think it implies that pretty soon we're going to get more Mandalorians. I think we are. I just yeah. think, you know, or they're going to they're they'll do reworks or something. Cuz they also haven't said what they're working on next. Like they've said like we're entering the age of the Mandalorian or whatever they called it, you know, during their big announcement or whatever. Yeah. Um and you know, and they've gotten a bunch of Mandalorian stuff. That, you know all the different characters and stuff so yeah, i think i think it's fairly likely we get uh, they're gonna actually be a real faction and i wouldn't be surprised if we they were a real faction before the end of the month frankly uh, that that wouldn't surprise me either i will say that um we haven't started talking about the armor's kit even yet but the armorer's lead ability reminds me exactly of bastila shan's lead ability um and then bastila sean we all thought was amazing as a leader and then it got replaced a few months later so it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if that happens shortly as well with say bo katan or i mean anybody else right oh yeah there's lots of possibilities um there's lots of things Lots of things to talk about, though, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, should we talk about the the uh, kit? Uh, we probably probably should. That would, you know, that did happen last week, after all. Uh, so, we've talked about um, her tags. I'm just pulling up her kit again. Uh, yeah, I should do that too. Jeez. So I will say, and you know, our friend Clash, um, he did his review of her, and he gave I think it was an A plus for animations because man, her special, the Earn Your Signet, is an awesome animation. <laughs> he, uh, 
He totally didn't give in. He gave it like a, C, a B did minus. Or what did he it, give it, the A plus to then? I, I gave him a bunch of crap for it because he was like, because in his comment, he was like, I've just finished watching the Earn Your Sigil or whatever it is, uh, Signet. I just watched that animation three minutes yeah. straight, uh, you know. <laughs> B minus. Yeah. I was like, was it B- how many <laughs> how many characters have that sweet of an animation? Like, they can't just say a B minus. Like, and the rest are generic. They're not even bad. Like, right. Uh, so he, anyways. So we he can see the animation on screen. He, there we go. He acknowledges that it's pretty cool looking, though. I mean, that is such an awesome uh, animation. Oh, it really is. It really is. Yeah, I. No complaints from me and. I mean, I've said it before, though. I, I don't play this game for the animations. Like, they're right. cool, and I'll acknowledge that they're cool. I'll enjoy them. But if they just suck, as long as they kind of vaguely point their weapon at the other guy, like, I'm probably good with it. <laughs> right. Um, but, all right, so let, let's talk about the actual kit, and I'll scroll up and stop just being distracted by the animation. Um, all right, so... The first, the basic ability, is it's kind of a simple ability of deal physical damage to target enemy twice. If the target has armor shred, she gains a stack of Beskar. And we'll talk about what Beskar does later. So it's a basic. I mean, it's used to build up stacks on her, basically. Right. And it's fine. Yeah, it's... I will say, uh, when we all knew the armor was coming, people said she hits people with a hammer. I hope she hits people with a hammer. Well, that's <laughs> that's what this basic does. So, uh, good. All right, moving good. on. Well to, yep. <laughs> moving on to earn your signet, uh, and so here's the text. And a lot of people, including us, suspected that the armor was going to pass out buffs that, you know, that's, that was going to be her main function. And so here's the buffs Um, with earn your signet. And it is a Zeta ability. She loses all stacks of best guard that she has. She grants it to another target ally. Um, It can't be copied, dispelled, blah, blah, blah. And so what these stacks of best guard do is if you give one stack of Beskar, it gives 50% defense and 15% health up. Two is you recover 30% protection at the end of your turn. And three is you gain 100% counter chance and you can't be critically hit. Now, these buffs are fantastic. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't think I've heard anyone complain about the buffs themselves. So for this one ability, I mean, I like the ability. Yeah, that's fine. It is. Um, the the mechanics are kind of wonky, but yeah, it's it's fine. Right. Well, we'll get into why this um, doesn't work quite as well. Um, so the next special is uh, the this is the way, and it's inflict armor shred on target enemy until the end of battle. Call all Mandalorian allies and allies with Beskar armor to assist. And they deal 10% less damage. So there's not a huge damage penalty here on her call to assist, which is nice. And it's only a cooldown of three. So you can get to the mass assist um, fairly quickly. Right. 
Well, yeah, it, it's fine. I think the awkward part is, and you know, as people are saying it in chat, um, like she has to take she has to take a bunch of turns just to be able to apply the the stacks that she's getting. Yeah, yeah, you know. she needs to take two turns, which is the awkward portion of it. Um, so why don't I'll just skip the leader and we'll talk about that unique since they want to talk about that first. Um, so uh, the unique is the first time another ally falls below 60% health, the armor gains a stack and that ally recovers 40% protection. And uh, the armor starts with two stacks of Beskar ingot. So, and we've already seen this, but the first thing I, I thought of with this is, so the, the reason Watt is so good is he gets the bonus turn at the start. Um, you know, he gets to give out the tech before anybody goes. That is the armor's big problem. So she starts with two. You want three stacks. So she has to either take a turn or your team has to take damage. With the unique... I've always thought that Kylo would trigger this unique and give her the second or the third stack before she takes a turn, which we've now seen <laughs> in practice with everyone that's now putting uh, armor with Sith Eternal to beat uh, Supreme Leader Kylo's. Uh, but it is kind of silly that she needs to take not one, but two turns to hand out her Beskar ingot. Yeah, the Beskar ingot. I, I just think it's going to be. I don't know. I, I do think so. So, what are the? How does she get the? Uh, so she can get it by get by doing this. Isn't the, isn't her basic also something where she uh, she, she gains one if, if someone's armor shredded? Basically, every ability is. Um, she gets it through every ability. Yeah, it's her basic. She gets it if, she, if their armor shredded. Um, yeah, so, so what you can do, you could have like Sabine in there. Or even like, heaven forbid, like Moff Gideon. Because he's fast. And as long as he could go, you could set it up a weird way. Like you could have it be so that you armor shred someone with one of these other characters. Then you call her to assist with someone else. And then on her first turn, then she can hand out hand it out, right? Uh, right. Or you could just use oh on her to get her to do it on her first turn. Yes. Uh, the way that CG plans for it is they want you to use the this is the way ability, which will grant the third stack, and then on her second turn is where she can hand it out. Uh, and they did. They gave her speed, so she's going to be fast. That her base speed is one eighty six, which is pretty good. Yes, but it's so easy to ability block or stun. My so we talked about what we think uh, for the Mandalorian tag. I'm willing to bet good money that the next Mando that comes in she synergizes with like we're miss we thought that she was going to be the missing piece for the bam team really i think that there's a missing piece for her that we don't know and if they didn't do it this way it would have broken the game 
Yeah, I tend to agree. I think I think that she she's like the the precursor to something more important. And then right. maybe Beskar Mando actually fits in as well. But at this point, right. that's, that's speculation. Who knows? So, uh, because I've seen a lot of people say she's garbage, including people in our chat right now. And my response to that is she might be, but legitimately, when was the last time CG released a garbage character? Right. It, well, it yeah. was Rose. It, it was Rose. Like, we're talking two years ago was the last garbage character that they released. It's been a really long time since they released one. We've been saying that for a while, but like, it's true. Like, they, and they're not going to miss on this, I don't think. I think this is too important. Right. And, so, and she's also, she's also on her own, not exactly garbage anyways. She would be disappointing if this was all they did with her. But she's not totally garbage anyways, in my opinion. No, she's not. I, I, ju- I think she's an offense character right now. Yes. While we wait for what's next. Right. Oh, yeah. We'll, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see what's next. Um, I think we're going to... I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised. I hope we will. They'll probably end so. up... Yeah. Anyways, we. Should, I I like her. I like her kit in theory. I don't. Yeah. If this is all that she is, like she'll just end up sitting with Sith Eternal, and it'll be awkward. <laughs> like, and even that, even that counter has been figured out anyway. Uh, or you know, or she'll sit with some other Galactic. Right. I mean, we always want Galactic Legends to be able to undersize things. Like she could be one of the facilitators for that. She I'm, could. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh God! If you give Supreme Leader Kylo. 100% counter chance and can't be critically hit. Um, you know, <laughs> I can see the fun there. Uh, but anyway, I I think we can sort of move on. I, we had a podcast question that I thought was interesting to bring into the, uh, the main portion of this. So let me get rid of that animation so we're not all mesmerized. Um, <laughs> so... We've recently had two two new marquees uh, in the Armorer and Moff Gideon. Would you wail on, or would you wail on one of them, both of them, and why? I mean, that's a weird question. It, in a it way. is, but because so I, I mean, I've I've been talking about. One day soon, maybe the first time I ever wail out <laughs> on a character. Like I, I've done, I've gone like the light whale method of like buying them from shipments, but I've never actually like on release day or close there, close there to it. Um, I've never actually like you know spent the three hundred ish or two hundred whatever it is now um, to to be able to whale out or to get them seven star. I, I I've never done that. So asking me like, would I do that? Um, <laughs> No, no. And I, maybe we'll start seeing more and more of Gideon. Like people, people have been singing his praises and thinking he's amazing. And all I see from Gideon right now is, yeah, you can like kind of replace him on a Ray team uh, or sorry, on a Ray counter team. And like, you could replace Watt with him and that's cool and all, but then you get terrible banners 
and it's real sketchy anyways, the videos I've seen anyways, like people have said, oh yeah, it's super consistent. And the people I see doing it, maybe they can win most of the time, but they get like 52 banners or something. It's not, it's not pretty. And then what the hell do you do with Watt? Like you, does Watt just suddenly magically make some other uh, Galactic Legend counter work without also having Thrawn? I I haven't seen it yet. I, I haven't seen all the pieces moving. So no, I would not seven star him if he was like my first character to for seven star. No, not not knowing what I know right now. I uh, so I'm a little if if you have to choose between one or the other, it would one hundred percent be Moff. Um, as far as current in-game impact, yes, right for, for um, potential awesomeness, I would say maybe. I would spend. I would. I would choose the armor if it's just like in terms of if I have to do one. But yeah, in-game impact. You're right. Go ahead. Uh, I just. I really like Moff's kit, and maybe it's because I haven't played with it enough. But like you said, I see him doing really fun things, but he, he's really not adding anything, right? Um. Like, how do I put this? I don't see him doing anything that hasn't already been done. He just changes the way you do something. Like you said with the Bastila Sean, like I've seen people using him with Vader to counter things, but it's like Vader counters these things anyway. Um, You know, the one thing he does have is super speed. If you have enough speed mods to on him which i i can't justify myself getting him to 360 speed and slowing down you know darth revan like would i would i rather have darth revan or moff gideon at super speed the answer is going to be darth revan would i rather rather have my jedi at revan or moff gideon at super speed the answer is going to be moff gideon would i rather have sith eternal or moff gideon at super speed the answer is going to be Sith Eternal. So already he's sitting at, you know, a third tier uh, speed set for me. So I just, I don't know. I really like his kit. Sure. Once we get to 5v5, I'm going to use him. Like, There's not a doubt in my mind I'm going to use him. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I... I really like his kit. I just don't have a use for him at the moment. And of course, what's going to happen is in a month when we go into 5v5, uh, I'm going to use him and be like, what the hell was I thinking? I'm an idiot. But, you know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'll i be honest. The, the gameplay that I've seen, <clears throat> and the granted, this is all from other people doing it. I just haven't been like, yes, he's impressive. He does some cool stuff. I just, I haven't been like wowed by how how overpowered he is or how even how like dominant or strong he is when when you get a new character like when you got we got chupio and we saw the people the early relic uh you know whatever with chupio i was like i need him in my life like i need him (laughs) right now like he's amazing right like it, it was very apparent how strong he was and moff gideon I see some people getting some like pretty bad scores against Ray with Vader when they could have just gotten a way better score with Watt instead. 
<laughs> or or like people are like hey well you can you can totally do this if eternal emperor like uh you can kill kill him with troopers if if you have moff gideon and i'm like i do that without moff gideon already like right. apparently he he unlocks the ability to do that against like darth revan on the team or whatever yeah. uh so so yeah there's there's absolutely some uses for him and i'm sure that i'm out like i'm underselling him but i'll say this though too like People, our, our community gets into this this idea. I mean, this is society in general, but like we get, we latch onto this idea that this this one character is amazing. And like, without having a ton of evidence, people start spouting the same thing. Like, oh yeah, he's amazing. He's great. He's great. I'm going to, I'm going to wail on him. I'm going to do all this stuff. Like, and, and I, I just remember so vividly when Fulcrum Ahsoka came out and I was, <laughs> and I was just like, I don't think she's going to be that good. Like, call me crazy. I've seen the people who have wailed out on her. She doesn't seem to be that great. She seems like a big pain in the ass to try to like get all of the stacks. And then she could, yeah, she could like one shot someone, but it's so much work that your whole team is like dead until like she, she does her one hit and then the rest of her team is dead around her. And it's like, well, that was cool, I guess. Like that was sweet. And so I, I said that on Reddit and I got downvoted. Like that's, that's my like all time like most downvoted post ever, I think <laughs> was, was like people and people were just like, you're so stupid. Like, how could you possibly? And now I, I, I just want to get on and be like, so did that, like all those downvotes, all that rage, all this stuff. And me just like, I wasn't even abrasive. I was just like, I don't think it's, she's going to be great. She doesn't look that good to me. And people just like hated me for it. And, and then I was right. And, and I'm not saying I'm right about Moff Gideon. I, I just, I haven't seen the evidence yet. I think Gideon's a lot better than Ahsoka. Uh, pro- probably. Uh, uh, probably. I, I do think that Gideon is a character that's going to be used every Grand Arena. I just don't think that he is... Like, in, I, what, it's not A tier, an S tier, because top tier is S tier. Like he's not an S tier character. I think he is a solid A tier. He he does do things that are great. He's but yeah, and Fruit Ninja Mike just said it in chat. He's not the best trooper that came out this year. Piet is I would take Piet over Moff Gideon ten times out of ten. Uh, oh yeah. P- Piet is outstanding. And yes. Yes, I want Gideon. Would I do I think he's worth the like one in four years wailing on a character? I I wait for him. I, to quote Ando, who was quoting Hamilton, I'm willing to wait for it. <laughs> yeah. Ando keeps saying that lately. It's cracking me up. Anyways. Uh yeah. All right. So why don't why don't we move on? Um We've probably made ourselves look like fools when in the next month these fantastic videos come out, which I kind of hope they do, because I already have a Gear 11 Zated Moff Gideon, um, you know, so well, I we're, not complain. He, we're not saying right. he's terrible. I just I don't see the overpowered stuff. Uh, so here's before we move on, I will say one thing else. Uh, one other thing. So we've been getting all these light side Mandalorian things. The only dark side Mandalorian anything that we've gotten has been Moff Gideon. We could easily be getting more like like people talk about like, oh, well, they're out of characters from season one. 
uh, for Mandalorian. Like they're going to stop because they're not going to release anything from season two. If they're going to continue into like March, at least, you know, re- until they release like Bo-Katan and some of the guys from season, from, pe- from season two, I think that February would be a fantastic time to release a few of the troopers and maybe some of like the, the miscreants that Mando has to work with in, in, a, in season one. Oh, we yeah. Could, we could easily have some dark side characters who synergize well with Moff Gideon. And then he might just be bonkers good with them. Who knows? But they, right. they could easily do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's going to be. Uh, there's going to be more Mandalorian stuff. So we will all see. <laughs> That's we'll see. I And I'm really curious when they release the season two stuff because season three is going to be over a year away. So, you know, if season, the follow-up season, season two came, what, 10 months after the end of season one, roughly, like right around that. And so the, uh, they started releasing characters there. Are they going to wait 13 or 14 months to release characters from season two? Like that, that seems kind of, kind of silly to wait that long and just lose all the hype. Yeah, I, I frankly think we're, well, especially because they're going to be releasing new shows and stuff. They, right. The, you know, and the, for them, for the way CG has worked in the past, like it's all about opportunity windows. And like once they close the door on certain things, like they don't revisit it hardly no. ever. Like every once in a while, they'll be like, oh, we forgot to release this random character from the thing that we were doing a couple months ago. So here you go. But for the most part, they they just like do one big chunk. They're like, okay, guys, hey, we're focusing on, you know, like the the Geonosian fight or whatever, you know, and right. they, they do it for months. And now we're doing Mando. Like if we get another like six month focus time on Mando in a year, like this game will have ended up being a preposterously long focus on Mando, which... I mean, some people might like it, but I I would like to kind of move on to some other era at some point. And especially with all the new TV shows coming out, like they're going to be, there's going to be a ton of other things to focus on. So I think they release season two stuff before they move on to something else. That's, that's my speculation, at least. I agree there. Um, All right. So actually moving on. uh, Yes. There was one other thing from the update this week that is worth talking about. Uh, and that is uh, the issue with Bastila Shan Fallen with her fear, where the follow-up effects would apply to enemies without her fear rather than enemies. God, the way that they worded this, it's like, what the hell are you saying? And I'm reading this word for word. Fear <laughs> Fixed an issue with Bastila Shan Fallen's fear where the follow-up effects would apply to enemies without her fear rather than enemies other than the target and the randomly selected enemy. Like, could you, could you just speak normal? (laughs) It doesn't have to be (laughs) one sentence. Like you can, you can make two sentences to make it clear. Uh, So the follow-up effects were applying to all enemies, not enemies with her fear plus the randomly selected enemy. That that's, I think that's the best way to, you know, <laughs> uh, keep it simple, stupid. I, it's either way, Bastila is going to hand out less, uh, less debuffs. Less debuffs now. 
that's that's what that comes down to. Yeah, I, I'm so confused by it, honestly. It, it's very... So, I mean, you and I were talking about it a little bit. And so, okay, so maybe, maybe it hasn't been going the exact way her kit has read. But at this point, like, it, it's been going on for so long. It's really hard for me to be okay with this change because it didn't, she wasn't broken before. So it's kind of, I mean, they weren't trying to nerf her. It wasn't explicitly that. They don't really try to nerf things. But if it's been going on for years, and she's been around for years at this point, hasn't she? Like close close to it's, multiple years at least. Uh, what, January of 2019? So probably two years? Is that Something right? Like that. I have no idea. But she, she's been around for a while. And... Like, if it's been going on for this long, it seems like that's just a feature. Like, they, I feel like they should just change her verbiage in her kit. That, that to me, that makes that way I don't feel like I'm just losing some, some viability. Like, this character that we have all relied on doing a certain thing for certain, so for so long is suddenly just not doing it just because they finally got around to fixing what she did a year and a half later I, I don't know and maybe 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 it has she hasn't always been doing this and it's just a recent bug i i don't know i i've been using her actually on a few of my accounts and she still seems pretty pretty good and she seems to be doing similar things to what she was before so i don't know um and the one theory that i've seen that actually makes sense and this is from our beloved prime force that we were uh, trying to get to gear our Saxon up still, at the end of the month. Still trying to. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, his theory is that it's because of a potential character interaction that we don't know about yet, which... That is a fantastic point. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe maybe this week we get an update. It, it has been quiet for... Other than the armor, it's been quiet for over a month, which is part of that's because they took a break. But you know that they had a plan for after the break. Like, you don't take a two-week break and then take a four-week break from releasing content. So uh, I'm willing to bet something is coming before the end of this month. Um, so may maybe it is. That's what they're working on. You know, maybe that's why they fixed it is because by the end of this month, we're getting something new. It very well could be. Yeah, I'm uh, I'll be very interested to see what they end up wanting to do with that with with that. Like. And, and that does make perfect sense, like they. They wouldn't make yeah, th this change has been so old, I could have fixed it a long time ago. They haven't really cared about it. Suddenly they care about it. And whether you want to be cynical or not about it, they've also, like, it's been, it's been a thing that, you know, for, for them, a lot of times they have to have some kind of, uh, I don't know, I always see it. Like I, I got my master's in public administration. So you talk about like policy windows and, you know, like reasons they change, things change and everything. And I'm not going to get into all this theory, but like, 
a lot of times you you need some kind of support for it. Like you can't, you don't, you're not just going to just do it randomly out of the blue. And no one, I've, I never heard a single person complain about what, about her and what her kid did. Like no one cares about that interaction, frankly, like it was a good, she's good. She's a little less good, but she's still good. Like no one cares. And, and so for them to just like randomly change her kit, it does seem like there's got to be a reason for it. Right. Right. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, if it really is a character coming up in the next two weeks, I, that will make me very excited. <laughs> Actually, that's make it two weeks, please. Because I have to, I'm still gearing up the armor and I'm stuck on, gear nine right now because she needs a hundred uh Kyrotex to get to gear 10 so maybe if they could wait wait another week or two or give me a, a week's worth of assault battles to get the Kyrotex fast <laughs> oh man yeah i agree it was a it was a huge pain in the ass frankly to try to do all those assault battles on all three accounts but it did some really good things for my uh for my resources which of course right. I just spent them on irresponsible things like K2, you know, but you know, it, it felt nice anyways. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. That's, you know, we've babbled on long enough. Why don't we actually talk about Grand Arena? Um, oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. All right. So guys, we both had three V three started this season. We, you know, obviously, it's the new season of GA Center. We both want to start strong so that we can beat Fruit Ninja Mike this season. Um, <laughs> uh, so how'd your week start off? Uh, my week was, so my, my first match, uh, so it's no secret. I've put out a bunch of videos about the Zareth way of 3v3. It's super pretentious sounding, I'm sure. But uh, like all I'm trying to say, like I've, uh, you know, just for those of you who uh, who haven't listened to or seen any of my videos about it, like it's it's basically like Galactic Legends stress me out in three v three. They make three v three less fun, like significantly less fun. So uh, why not use your own Galactic Legends to cancel their Galactic Legends? Because you can do it pretty efficiently if you do the right counters. And granted, sometimes you need more than one Galactic Legend to actually have that depth of being able to get an efficient kill. Like Supreme Leader Kylo, if that's all you have, he'll efficiently kill a couple of them, but he'll also die horribly to, or maybe not die horribly, but he'll 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 drop all of his banners to a raid team or whatever. But, you know, if you have all four Galactic Legends like I do, you can kind of work your way around and make it so that you get like 51 plus banners every time. And so that's what I, that's what I did. I kept all four Galactic Legends for offense and I kept, I kept too much, frankly. I, I ended up with a really good score, uh, like a, a, a solid, a very solid score in, in 3v3 currently with two ships uh, in the zone or two fleets in the zone is like a 2660, you know, like you're very happy and generally going to win if you get a 2660 or above, like 2650 is actually pretty decent. And I ended up with a 2671, which may be my highest score on this account. Um, so yeah, it, it was very good. My opponent ended up not being able to full clear me anyways. Uh, you know, you could tell he was a little less competitive that that happens in week one, yeah. though, 
I don't know, Diz, like you've made Kyber before. Like he's a good player. I just, you know, whatever. It was, it ended up nicely and um, relatively stress-free. There was a, there was a point where he was super efficient and he could have beat me if he had maintained the momentum, but then, I mean, inevitably that's how it goes when you put, put an FU defense down, even, even if you keep all, all your galactic legends, my defense is still tricky. Um, eventually lost momentum and, you know, lost. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyways, got, got the win, uh, which is very important for confidence and everything going into the new season. What, how about you solo? How did, how did your match go? My first round, honestly, isn't worth talking about. Uh, my opponent only had one Galactic Legend, doesn't have Jedi Knight Luke, doesn't have Watt, doesn't have Malevolence, only has a five-star Negotiator, and has a Gear 11, Hoda, Piet, Chupio, and uh, Beskar Mando. So um, he didn't do much. I kind of felt bad, but, you know. Oh, and talking about mods, he has a total of 164 plus 10 mods. So, it, it, oh my it, gosh, it was it, it was not nice. Uh, <laughs> but he does have, let's see, how many? 17 more R7s than I had. So he had that. Um, oh. And this is the perfect example of why you don't R7 everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, every once in a while you get one of those opponents who they're like completionists and they're like, okay, I wanted my Darth Revan team to be good. So right. I'm just going to, I mean, I'm just going to finish that entire, you know, what? I'm going to finish the whole faction, R7, the whole thing. Right. Then I don't have to worry about them ever again. Yeah. And I'm like, so do you want an R8 him now? Like Darth Revan Relic 8? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do it. Yeah. This guy has a total of nine full clears in his history. Um, so like I said, it, it honestly wasn't worth talking about. It was, it was, it was a mess <laughs> for him. Uh, he, he cleared one zone of mine and that, that was it. I, I full cleared obviously. So that, that was my first match. Uh, that means we're headed into the Gambit fight night. We're both want to know how, how'd you do? Uh, so let's see. I faced. All right. So I was in the I was in the same pod as one of my patrons who he doesn't really like three v three, but I was actually people in my in my uh, stream. I, I was doing like a a scouting stream the night before we did the the night before the first rap match happened. So I was talking about my my patron. They're like, oh, you're like in the stream. They're like, oh, if you're my, you know, if if you're a Zareth patron, like, do you get an automatic win if you face Zareth? And I was like there's just no way that's ever happening like if they win then then they win great but there's actually more incentive for me to beat one of my patrons because a lot of the people who want to you know sign up for it want to sign up because they believe in my i don't know like transcendence is way too strong of a word but like my ability to play the game well and competitiveness and if they can beat me already then why do they even you know like want to want to <laughs> sign up join? for it yeah. right you know, and then people it devolved into like, well, what if your wife played the game? I'm like, no, she doesn't get a handout. And then, the, <laughs> and then someone was asking if my mom played. I was like, no, she doesn't get anything. Like, <laughs> you you earn your wins. You wanna you wanna play against me? You earn your wins. I don't wanna I don't wanna hand out either. So, 
anyways, it, it did devolve a little, but uh, all this to say my second round opponent did beat my patron. And so, you know, I, I needed to, in some ways it was like, I don't, I don't really care about the, Oh, I got us. I earned us vindication. You know, like we, you know, I, I avenged you. I don't really care about, about that as much, but it was like, well, this is a way for me to maybe get a little credibility, more credibility (laughs) of just like, okay, well you you couldn't beat him or he didn't want to, whatever, Um, you know, but I can beat him. So anyways, I placed a pretty tough defense. I changed my defense in the back zone quite a bit. And uh, my opponent, yeah, my opponent ended up, what happened? He, uh, he lost momentum and I think maybe he full cleared me, but it wasn't super efficient. So uh, and I ended up with almost the same score as the first round. So uh, the, the thing about this guy though, was he's so efficient, like scouting him, he got super high scores I was pretty nervous going into it. He had, he had a pretty high lifetime GP and yeah, it was, it was a pretty tough match and I was, I was happy enough. I ended up beating him by a significant margin, but I don't know, like a couple, couple missteps on my end could have really sealed my doom. So happy enough with a win yeah. there and against a guy, I think you'd faced him just recently too. So it was uh-huh. also like, he's also like, don't lose to the guy solo beat. so we got got into the finals that was that was nice um and uh, so you you're in it's also gambit fight night for you solo how how was your match looking uh it well uh, you know um so i at least was facing somebody that had all four gls um and he is he is actually uh better he was a better player than my first my first opponent. In fact, in our in the pod, he had the third amount, third highest amount of uh, lifetime banners. So it, it was a better match, um, you know. But I again, he couldn't full clear me. <laughs> so the one thing, or on this one, uh, I was able to one shot. Oh wait. Did I one shot everything? Yeah. Well, uh, I think you failed once, didn't you? Yeah, I failed on Ray. No, that yeah. that was my alt account. Um, failed on something, I thought. Oh, it was no, Mo- you, you used Mon Mothma. You couldn't kill L three. Oh, that was um, right. That was in round one. No, round two, I oh. one shot full cleared, and then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you just didn't end oh, up with a score matter. that I was. I was just like, wow, that wasn't like the most impressive score, but it was. I think no, it was twenty six sixty two on fight night. Oh, then yeah. never mind. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Solo, just don't mind me. Yeah, uh, no, I, I was able to one shot full. Uh, there wasn't anything. I don't know. There, there was nothing that special about the fight. The, uh, that's the problem with these. This first week of uh matchups is you get a lot of matchups of people that just aren't going to advance out of rhodium <laughs> you know so like they they have decent accounts they just there's not much to talk about in in the monday morning quarterbacking right um so we're both two no and real quick thank you to gum and operation metaverse for rating in it is always appreciated and good to see all of you guys um so great to see you guys 
we are uh, now both two and zero. We're headed into the championships. Uh, how how did you end this? How how did you end up? Well, so first I want to say that uh, the Gambit Alliance has been a lot of fun. We have seven people in it now. Uh, Gom, who just raided into us, is one of them. Um, you know, and, and so, anyways, we we're all we all consider ourselves, you know, like pretty like. I don't know, like competitive players, I guess. You know, we try to be top end if we can. Doesn't always happen that way. But uh, anyways, we going into this, into the finals, all seven of us were in the finals. Like we were undefeated. And so we were all like, don't mess this up, guys. Like we want to go 21 and 0 for the Gambit Alliance, you know, for the first week. That would be sweet. And so, you know, like then Ando goes in and he, you know, he ended up like pulling it off and, you know, it, it seemed like he might, he might have kind of a sketchy final uh, results and he pulled it off. And then we're, I don't know, we, <laughs> everyone started winning and I'm face off against a dude from Wolfpack. And I'm like, <laughs> if someone else in the Alliance fails here, like that will make me feel a lot better just on ter- like on a personal level. So I don't mess it up for everyone. Um, <laughs> so I'm facing this dude who you faced a couple times. So yep. you beat him once and you lost to him once. And uh, name is Chow Baca, good player, great account. Uh, you know, Wolfpack is one of the best, if not the best PVP guilds out there. And uh, so, so yeah, we, I marched into this match and immediately, so I tried the, I tried, first off, I, I did all this research, look, you know, I even had some, one of my friends test for me and everything like uh, using General Skywalker against the Jedi Master Luke with Kiati Mundi. And it seemed to work with kind of lowish banners, but like it consistently worked. So I jumped in and promptly died without killing anyone. I barely killed <laughs> like protection on them, on some of them. Like it was, it was like, like Skywalker sat down and Kieti Mundi just like marched over and killed fives immediately. I, just like he did. it was, it was destruction. <laughs> it was a sight to behold. I was like, wow, that is amazing. If I could do anything in my life as well as Kieti Mundi just killed fives, like I would be happy. So, uh, anyways, just total loss there. And then I was like, okay, well let's uh, let's do another fun counter. So marched into the the full bastard Darth Revan team on the bottom zone and I uh, wanted to use Fatal's uh, counter with Darth Vader to kill Darth Revan started off well killed Darth Revan and then it just went to hell um, from there so didn't so I, lo- I, I started off with I, I lost two of my best teams for like zero gain like I killed Darth Revan I guess for but <laughs> yeah, I dropped you, you at least dropped got Darth Revan out on, on that one. Right, which you know that that is nice for sure, but um, dropped forty banners for it. Like that's not worth spending forty banners for. No. So, uh, wasn't a good start. I, I and I I did lost two teams for no no actual kills. So I had to I had to kind of dig deep. I had to figure out a lot of things. Um, ended up using uh, our, our buddy, also part of the Gambit Alliance, Calvin Awesome was watching. He he suggested, I was like, man, I want to use Nest against this team with like, it was like an old Ben team with my sister Spirit. It was like this hodgepodge. And I was like, I don't know if Spirit with Relics just one shots Nest or what, if I if I don't get, uh, you know, if, if everything goes poorly. 
And so he suggested I use Dengar to reduce the crit damage, uh, Dengar lead. And I was like, oh, perfect. So I ended up with 53 there, or 51 banners against that squad. Like I did a bunch of pretty weird stuff. Uh, ended up with a pretty bad score. I think the most notable thing though was uh, it, during my, I was using Treya to kill him on Mothma team. And I spent a long time at the end trying to get Scion <laughs> to heal his protection at the very end. And I, I did manage to just, uh, you know, he, he ended up getting the killing hit, healing his protection. I got a 52 instead of a 51 and chat was like, dude, just like finish it. Like just, you know, 51 is fine. Just move on. And I was like, and then I lectured the whole, the whole stream. I was like, guys, we need every banner we can get, even though it feels like we're being inefficient and everything sucks. Like it, it matters. These banners matter a lot, even if it feels like it doesn't like it long-term it can. So anyways, I, you know, I marched my way to a, an, a, a respectable given the circumstances score having failed <laughs> twice. Um, and so then my opponent went in and attacked and I was in the middle of my alt attacks. And when I looked at uh, the score, I was like, oh, it was just so funny. I ended up with a draw. We scored this, we had the same banners, but I had more GP. So I ended up winning on the tie. And then I was like, I got to tell everyone, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's always a... <sighs> We've talked about the I've talked about it on the podcast before where like you'll sit there and give advice and anything can happen in the game. And then they're like, no, we're not gonna listen to your advice. And then what they do works out and you're like, God damn it, like right. <laughs> really wish that you failed that so that my advice would actually sound like I actually know what I'm talking about. Right, it would give carry some weight, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it, it is it is very a very big vindication when you're like guys, we have to make every banner count. And then you say, see, I won because of that banner. Told right. you so. <laughs> I, yeah, I put in an extra minute of work there for that one banner and you guys called me crazy. But you're <laughs> the, who's the crazy ones now? Who are the crazy ones? <laughs> yeah, I, re I remember I was watching that and I was like, and I agreed with what you're doing. But when you're watching it, it's like you were bending over backwards not to kill him. <laughs> right. It's just like, oh no, I can't what if I do this? That's not going to hit for that hard. And you're like, okay, let me try this. And then this, maybe right. this will keep him alive. Was, oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay, what attacks can do the least damage here? Cause I right. don't want to kill him too early. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know it, it did. It looked so silly. I'm sure I, I don't deny it. it. It was just like, you know, just for one banner, like seriously, Zareth, like, are you kidding me? But, <laughs> but then I ended up winning it only because of that. Like, you know, and I guess you could make the argument if I had been more efficient on other attacks, I could have, you know, could have also won that way. But I mean, I, I clearly, I, I did try. I tried to get good banners everywhere. I, that was the one point that it actually panned out for me and I'm, I'm happy it did. But yes. anyways, so I, I ended up, uh, I ended up with a, a kind of win, like, I don't know. I, I consider it a win just because uh, what the other only other time I got a win via a tie. Uh, so I, I got a tie. I got a win from it because of GP again. So I'm 2-0 on ties. Uh, I asked a bunch of people if I should just add another column in my win loss 
column like if i should just add a tie there and they were like no just count it as a win like it, the overwhelming majority of people just said no count it as a win and then if you tie and lose just count that as a loss like just treat it as win loss so yeah. that's what i'm doing i'm counting it as a win even though kind of wasn't i don't know he was, he was a good player man i'm i feel extremely fortunate that i could have beat him or even like even get a draw against him. So happy enough with that result. Hopefully I have an easier group next time. Uh, how was, how was your finals solo? Uh, my finals was interesting. <laughs> so my guy actually usually put three galactic legends on defense, or at least going back, you know, uh, what, a month and a half now to uh, back when, the last 3v3 was. He was always putting three on defense, so I had to kind of game plan around that. This is the irony of this week, by the way, of you're keeping all the Galactic Legends for offense, and I just could not justify having four or not having a Galactic Legend on defense, um, which is the complete opposite of how we usually go on these things. Um, But so... I put my Jedi Master Luke in the back because he uh, he almost always puts Supreme Leader Kylo on defense. Um, so I put Jedi Master Luke back there because obviously that is a or uh, not. He always kept Supreme Leader Kylo for offense uh, and then put the other three on defense. That's what I meant because I can talk. Um, so I put my Jedi Master Luke on defense because it's, you know, the big FU to Supreme Leader Kylo. Uh, so I open up the board and he placed Ray Queel in IG-11 and his Ray was R8. He also placed Bastila, JML, and Watt in the front zone. And I was expecting to see Sith Eternal in the back zone. So I had to get through the Bastila uh, Jedi Master Luke Watt. And I know Sith Eternal, I've seen some people time out on Sith Eternal versus that team because this Jedi Master Luke is built for this team. He has over 200K health. Every time he took a turn, he was recovering 240,000 protection. <laughs> like it's, it was absurd how much uh, protection he was uh, recovering every turn because of that stupid tank tech. But... Uh, I used Supreme Leader Kylo. It took no extra time than it usually does. And my last basic did 1.5 million damage (laughs) to that Jedi Master Luke, and he melted away for 55 banners. Um, Then that Ray, Queel, and IG-11 team, God, IG-11 is so annoying. His IG-11 was even geared 12, and it still took three whirlwinds to finally get him down. Um, but I was able, my Ray is also R8. So I was able to get his Ray down. I opened up the back zone and he kept two galactic legends on offense for the first time in my ability to scout him. Um, so the back zone was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be, which let me clear for, pretty efficient banners he uh he was able he was the first one of my opponents that was able to full clear my defense but i placed newt dooku and l3 on defense and he lost to it three times (laughs) so uh I, i ended up getting the win because he lost to newt essentially 
so I, nice. I mean, I ended three and zero, which was fantastic. You had talked about how uh, the Gambit Alliance was perfect coming into this round, and we walked out perfect, which was very nice <laughs> to start twenty one and zero. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, someone was, I think it was Calvin, who was like, "Oh, nice. Are we twenty one out of twenty one wins?" And I was like, "Well, kind of like twenty point five out of twenty one, <laughs> but let's round that up." <laughs> oh, um, it's a good feeling, though. It, it we're is. not, we're not all going to go twelve and zero, is my guess. But no, no, I mean, I would like to, but it would be sweet. That's, yeah, that's just it's too hard at RGP. I'm, you know, you, when you face four Galactic Legends almost every time, it's it's hard to go twelve and zero. Yeah, one misstep like that—that that was my big misstep. Is I should have just used Sith Eternal on his Jedi Master Luke immediately. Yeah. Like that's right. what I ended up kill, killing him with, anyways. And it was easy. It was good banners. Hundred percent should have done that. Uh, but, but I was like, oh, I'll get fancy, and that almost it, it came so like the closest possible to costing me everything. So right you know what but it's just one misstep like i can't you know i'll openly admit of course i make mistakes i make a ton and i think the margin for error though like you get you get these guys who are invested in their accounts they spend all this money on the game and they want to win especially if they're facing someone who's like you know their whole guild is like dude you gotta beat this guy he's he's (laughs) like he's on twitch you know he does youtube stuff like you gotta beat him and as they have all this, you know, they're trying to beat me. They're gunning for me. Like, you know, and uh, like in general, people are going to recognize this. And so it just, uh, you know, that margin of error is just so small. You make one mistake and it just costs you everything. That's how it works. Uh, it is. But I will say in 3v3, and we've talked about it before, and we, we talked about it on the round table. Uh, 3v3 more losses happen in 3v3 than they do in 5v5. And it's, it's probably just because there's 11 teams and, you know, 11 battles instead of seven battles. You're, by definition, you're going to have more uh, losses. Uh, but I feel like you can make more mistakes in 3v3 because your opponent, there's also a greater chance to make a mistake in 3v3. The harder part about 3v3 is... I find it a lot harder to regen banners because the fights are over or can be over when you have these strong teams so much faster. It's like, Oh, where did that team just go? Like when you're using Jedi Knight Revan, you you almost have to try and not kill people, but how do you call Grandmaster Yoda to assist to restore his protection without him killing somebody, you know? So I feel like in three V three, there's a lot more 51s and 52s as opposed to 5v5 where it's easier to get 59 or 60. Right. Well, yeah, like 5v5, you can kind of start pumping the brakes once you've killed a couple of the key characters and kind of, you know, regenerate your stuff or, you know, be just be able to control everything. 3v3 is just chaos a lot of times. Right. It's, it's like, <laughs> oh, you did... Like I practiced a bunch of times using Mon Mothma with the K2 and uh, and Cassian against Grievous and against a certain build the other day. And every single time I got, I would have gotten a 54 practicing it. And then yeah. in practice, I ended up getting a 52 because Grievous just had a slightly different speed and his timing was off a little bit. And he did an AOE right before I could heal up and there was no recourse. Like, 
I was just, it was locked in. I had, unless I got really lucky and missed him a bunch. Yeah. Then, you know, there was no way I could heal in time. So yeah, like three V three is just more chaos for sure. (laughs) More chaos. That's just the way we like it. All right. Uh, So we've talked about our weeks. Let's move into the podcast questions. We've got some, just one or two. Um, by one or two, I mean A through L. Really should number those instead. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So, Let's all right. Get through a few of them. <laughs> uh, well, we we have some time. Uh, we've actually kind of made decent time tonight. Mm. Uh, so keeping in mind that uh, there are a decent amount of guilds that are now farming the Crankor, uh, do you think that the next GLs will have a few R8 requirements? Um, maybe. Gosh, that makes me so nervous. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe one. If they did one, people might be, accept that. Two, if they made it like three, I think people might seriously like lose their collective um stuff (laughs) like they might really they really might get out the pitchforks i i don't know eventually relegate will be part of the requirements though that's absolutely true uh it's still so new i and that it's so unavailable to so many people unless you spend a lot of money i just like it's a if you don't if you're not in a guild who can finish it who can finish the crayon core, then you, you have no other recourse than to spend $100 for one Relic 8 character. So to me, it seems like it depends on when they announce the new Galactic Legends. If they announce them like next month, then I don't, my, my bet would be no. I wouldn't be that surprised though either. So what, what do you think? I think... This uh, <laughs> this summer, I said they're never going to require Jedi Knight Luke um, for a galactic the next Galactic Legend, and they're not going to do it because it's so inaccessible to people. And you know the GET one characters are needed, and they're never going to give that at, or require that because of what it takes and they're going to want to make money um and adding jedi knight luke as a requirement will not make them money because why would people rush to gear these characters up when they can't get jedi knight luke um and then they require jedi knight luke so (laughs) you know i was completely wrong having having learned my lesson once I 100% think that there is going to be a R8 required for each of the Galactic Legends that are released next time. One, I 100% think it's it's going to be a requirement uh, because they need to give a reason for people to spend money to complete this raid. And I have seen so many people, including in our guild. And there are people that still try in the raid because they're smart enough to know that you have to, if you're in a higher end guild, you have to come, you know, you have to compete in the raid. Um, I've seen so many people in the guild say these raid rewards just aren't worth it. And 
the people in the younger guilds are going to say the same things because if you only have three R7s on your roster, why do you care about R8? Like legitimately, if, if you don't have many R7s, R8 means nothing to you because you can't, there's no point in getting somebody to R8 if you don't have R7 right now. Um, <laughs> my my alt is, right. is it's like this novelty i'm like oh look at these mats that i won't use for a long time <laughs> right so, so funny cg needs a way to get these players to want to c- compete in the raid and requiring an r8 is going to be exactly what is going to want people to compete in the raid um because they want the next galactic legend and it's not always about the free-to-play player. It's about getting the collector to spend, <laughs> you know? Like, it, it, realistically, keep the doors open. You need to get people to spend money. How do you do that? You require R8. That's, uh, I mean, the business side of things. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. I mean, I think one one thing that a lot of well, I don't know. We haven't really taken that much flack, but I, I feel like we have a we have a pretty mixed record in terms of like our predicting what CG is going to do. And I oh, think yeah, a lot no. of a lot of that has to do with like we we perceive certain things to be valuable to them that they don't perceive themselves for whatever reason. And so it like would like everything's for them is based off of value like dollar mm-hmm. dollar amounts like it would be foolish to think otherwise like sure they're players and everything they want people to have fun but at, at what price like they're not going to just cost themselves a ton of money if they could make some money so like they're going to uh, they're going to end up doing whatever makes the most sense for them fiscally you know and we just won't know we just won't know what that is uh, well, really? th- that's the thing. Everybody is, you know, Monday morning quarterbacks or sideline geniuses. They legitimately have a team of people. And it's not one person. They have a team of people that goes through every transaction in the game to figure out how to optimize it. And it's not just CG. Like, I- I'm not saying this is just a CG thing. It's every... <laughs> Every game has this team of people, every single one. And at every pitch meeting, there's a representative saying, okay, based on what we see, this is what we're going to do. Like you're, you're naive to think that any game doesn't have that. Um, So I, I'm willing to bet though, that that team has, or will say, yeah, require an R8. Uh, that that's you know it, it it just makes sense and it makes sense if you're watching their progression of legendaries each additional legendary or heroic journey requires a little and more gear and a little more gear like you look at Sith Eternal Emperor he required more R7s than the first uh, Galactic Legends that came out and Jedi Master Luke he was easy for people that have been playing the game for a long time like you or me but if you're a younger account, the Jedi Master Luke requirements are absurd. <laughs> like they were just absurd. Um, so the Galactic Legends were even harder, harder to get in theory um, because they're built every year. They they have to build on what they've already done. Otherwise, people are going to get all these characters 
easily and the people that pay money are going to get them for free so they have to up the ante like you, you just have to it's it's kind of how games multi-year games are built um sure so i 100 cr8 required uh, i think i think the debate the biggest debate is the next batch of galactic legends which you know right. we you and i have actually started talking about like okay, well, we have both, and we're kind of just waiting. Like, we already have the legendary character, like, kind of like the way they announced, or they released Jedi Luke, and he's, he's not a counter to Galactic Legends yet, at least. But, like, we have that. So now the next thing in the pattern, if we're following the, and it's a pretty, you know, small sample size in terms of, like, trying to build a predictive model or whatever, but I, I think... Like we got to start paying attention. When are they going to release the next Galactic Legends? Yeah. Um, if they release, if they announce them next week, or I, I doubt it will be. But if they did, like Relic Eight, I kind of think might not happen. If they announce them in like three or four months, then yeah, yeah, absolutely, probably at least one. So it's about time frame as well. Right. Uh, okay so next question is well we kind of talked about this question quite frankly at the start so skip down to assuming you have all the ships what is the most obnoxious possible ships defense one can set i don't know um i mean both gt2s are kind of tough to beat uh I wouldn't say that that's the most obnoxious. Maybe like, a, I don't know, Negotiator is certainly the first one. The second one is up to debate. Like maybe, the thing is, every all the other fleets have a pretty strong counter. There's a lot of, there's a, there's pretty strong counters to everything except for like Negotiator is the one wild card in my opinion. Um, yeah. Like Rebels, I was, I was prepared to say like Rebels can just destroy or can destroy everything when they're on defense if they get lucky. But like if you play it well, an Empire fleet with TIE Bomber is just going to manhandle even the fastest Biston fleet. So I don't know, like maybe like a Radis comp that just steals a lot of banners before it dies might be good. What do you think? I... Uh... I will always think the negotiator with Rex or not Rex with um, Y-Wing, Anakin and Ahsoka or Rex, one of the two are, is going to be the hardest one on defense. Like, can I beat it with General Grievous almost every time at this point? Yes. But it's not always pretty. <laughs> it's, it's not. Um so uh, I think that's the toughest. And I guess it depends where you are or where your opponents are. If your opponents have a, um, if your opponents don't have a seven star finalizer, put the rebels, the rebels on defense, steal banners. Like even if you use your empire fleet against it, they generally steal banners. I, I can't tell you how many times people have gotten, in the fifties on my rebel fleet. Um, now as seven star finalizers come more and more prevalent, that's going to change. But uh, right now 
negotiator and that rebel fleet are probably the most annoying to me. Like when I open up a back zone, that would be the most annoying to me. Yeah. I, well, I guess it, it, it also depends on what you have available to, to counter things with. Um, I was, I was pretty taken aback actually in my final round, my opponent had, uh, he'd placed his, and he has a, he has a relic eight Kenobi. So he put, placed his negotiator down, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then he also put a really strong empire fleet and uh, malevolence counters both of those, but it can't split itself, obviously. No. Right. <laughs> so like that was, that was for me, the biggest thing, like, okay, so I have all these other fleets that could maybe beat the, the negotiator fleet, but I've never tested any of them besides malevolence against uh, relic eight Kenobi. I have no idea how the dynamic has changed. So I ended up getting, I had to end up using like rebels to kill the, the Tarkin fleet. And it, it was, it was totally counterintuitive to me. Uh, like chat, uh, you know, my buddy, yeah, Bator actually uh, provided some knowledge. So that was nice. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it was a, uh, it was very, that, that was extremely challenging because I didn't have any other teams that could consistently beat both of those. Like I think, I think maybe that that might be the best. But if you're a person who keeps both of the GET two fleets, then that's not even that obnoxious. You just, you know, as long as Malevolence can beat Negotiator, the Negotiator can beat that Tarkin fleet, maybe yeah. take some banners. But, um, and before you preach to me about the beauty of taking both GET twos, that was <laughs> the reason I ended up tying with him is my Negotiator stole a ton of banners from him. Because otherwise it was looking grim. And yeah. I ended up stealing like 10, 12, something like that banners. And that obviously that contributed to the tie. So, you know, uh, what I lose on the, I don't know. I was going to have this cool saying, but I forget how it works. <laughs> something about backswing and upswing, something about swinging. I don't know. Um, it worked out for me. So. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, all right. So moving on. Uh, right now, you can make the championship of uh, a Grand Arena week and still finish fourth. <laughs> Do you think that should be changed? Do you think that there should be separate prizes for first and second and then third and fourth and then, you know, whatever the other was, it fifth through seventh get the same and then the loser gets the loser? Um, so, do you think making the championship round, you should get more recognition and not finish fourth if you lose the championship round? You know, I actually do think you should get something. I, I honestly like, so, so you make the finals and I think you should get second place with just, you know, a small bonus, something, yeah. uh, you know, an extra Omega or some, something. I don't know. Like back when I used to play other games competitively, uh, we used to have, we used to, it, it, used a, it was a, used a, an elimination tournament model. So it was like you have 256 people enter and I think you play eight games to get to one undefeated winner. So there's one guy who went seven and one and only lost the last match in the finals. And, you know, that, that could feel pretty crappy, of course, because so that's a tremendous achievement going uh, seven and oh, and then losing to the eventual badass champion guy, you know, like, 
And yet then, you know, the way a lot of tournament software will go, then they'll go off of strength of schedule. And if you have a, you know, kind of a couple twists of fate here or there, like you could end up in like fourth place and it's like, you know, or, or even like seventh place, something like that. And like, so, so a lot of what, one thing that I really liked, and that I know this is a way smaller scale doing the w weekly things, but um, they used to have the championship call or a, an award called second to one, you know, instead mm -hmm. of like second to none, they were second to one. It was like, yeah. well, you won, except, you know, like you did the second best in the whole thing. You didn't win the whole thing, but you know, like that, that was a special award for that. And I think there is something to be said about going undefeated as opposed to, I mean, I'm not taking away anything from people who go, who like win or who lose their first one and then they win their next two. Like that's happened to me, but like you get, you're going to be facing people who have already lost. Like by almost by definition, you're generally going to get weaker opponents. It's not as much of a feat to go as going, you know, going undefeated until you face the champion. So yeah. to me, I think we, it'd be nice to give them a little acknowledgement. What do you think? Uh, so I, I don't like the way that our weekly brackets are set up as they are. Um, so it's going to color my, uh, you know, answer a little bit of if I face you in the first round and I lose, and then I go two and O, how is that different than if I go two and O then face you in the third round? Right. So, I I get why CG did it because they don't want they don't have an actual bracket style like it, it's not a bracket. Um, so no. we call it like the community calls it the championship round, but it's really not. It's just you, you know I could have faced you first, I could have faced you second, I just happened to face you third. Um, you know, so where you get your loss, I don't think means you actually finish second for my ego. I will say I finished second if I lost the championship round, but if I randomly got paired with you in the first round and lost it, like I still would have had the same season. So I don't, I I'm, I guess that just means I'm fine with how it is right now until I want them to set up an actual bracket system. Like I would love to see mm -hmm. a bracket and actually play towards a championship and have it be a, you know, month long type bracket. I would love that. Um, oh man. Well, yeah. What if, what if we could play 12 matches to one undefeated winner? That would be in a month. Amazing. Like uh, that, that's, that's what I wanted. And we probably talked about on the, actually this was before the podcast. So you and I just talked about by <laughs> private messages of, like that, when they first announced Grand Arena Championships, that's what I thought it was going to be. And that would just be, I mean, that would be just astounding. Of course, that would mean that you, Klesso, and I would probably face each other much more often. Um, but, you know, if... Oh, yeah. Like, well, yeah, we'd end up, we'd end up hitting each other. Right. It, it would be good. Well, I don't know all the again it comes down to what cg thinks is important like from the way i see it like people would be way more into gac rather than like you and i just like butchering randoms or, or you know getting butchered in turn sometimes but like 
we're just facing like these random guys and every once in a while it's like oh hey we, i faced that guy a while ago like wouldn't that be cool you're like okay i'm three and oh i still have to win nine more if i want the championships right. and solo and Kleso and you know gom are all in my group like eventually if i keep winning i'm gonna have to face one of those guys yeah how cool would that be and they just show you like they could even keep the current screen of your eight the eight people in your bracket do it like march madness style where you have uh-huh. a, you know an east a west a south and was it the northwest they always come up with a stupid name for the fourth bracket um but show like the four brackets, then you zoom in on your bracket for the week. I, I mean, that would be so cool. Like that, that's what I was hoping for. That would make it, that would honestly make me feel a lot better about winning as well. You know, like if, if you come out of that and you've gone 12 and 0, going 12 and 0 is amazing anyway. But then you see like the, the all the players that you beat to get there. Oh, that would be so cool. Um, so very cool dude i i well and the people who like to watch it would be way more into it too oh yeah yeah and then and then oh man can you imagine the coverage that like nev and now ranger could do on ga center if you actually had brackets (laughs) that would be uh anyway so cg do that make that change in the next month or so actually this GA center season is four months. So uh, CG, you have, <laughs> you have four months, make it happen. You have until summer. <laughs> yes. Go. <laughs> um, all right. So next question. Uh, seeing how a buff to Sith Eternal basically makes them able to solo a full first order team. Do you think, and they're talking about the best guard or the armorer here basically makes him, uh, or do you think CG will incorporate some of those things into the ideas they are seeking to buff Sith Eternal, or will I always just have to give him the armor to beat Supreme Leader Kylo? I am of the opinion that CG should not buff Sith Eternal Emperor at all. Um, so what do you think? Yeah, I, why does he need to beat Sith? Uh, why does he need to be, beat Supreme Leader Kylo? Like, I I don't see, would it be nice if he's the only galactic legend you have? Sure. Like, is it necessary for the game to be balanced? I absolutely, no no way do I think that's necessary. I, yeah, I think for three years, people have been begging CG for a true rock, paper, scissors in uh, arena they finally gave it to us, and now people are begging to have unbeatable teams. Uh, so, I, you know, you can't please them all type situation. And I know the same people that are asking for a C buff are not the same people that were asking for rock, paper, scissors. Just when you have hundreds of thousands of people playing, there's going to be hundreds of thousands of opinions. I, I don't think C needs a buff. I use C in Arena every single day. Like, why do I need... And he solos so many things. Why does he need a buff just for the hell of it? Um, you know, so. Yeah, I, I don't see what the issue is. Like, I could see him suddenly being too good eventually. Like, if they yeah. did buff him. Like, I think they overcompensated for Supreme Leader Kylo when they, they did, did buff him. Right. 
I, you know, I think they back themselves into a corner because I think the Ray and Supreme Leader Kylo ultimates are just so absurd. And now the, I, I don't think we're ever going to see ultimates like that going forward um, because they are absurd. Nobody likes CG has to know that nobody likes a four and a half minute match because for three turns, your characters are damage immune. Like it's, it's just not fun. At right. the end of the day, this is a game. Like me just taking 10 turns while you hit Ray, while she, her and her entire team are damaging me. And like, it's an OP, you know, it's an OP move. And it's obviously if you want them to be the best characters in the game, I, I get why they did it. It's just not fun. Like it's, it's just boring. It's uh, Ray's in damage immunity. Let me just waste 30 seconds here. Oh, look. This is a four-minute fight. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think they're going to give C a, a buff or at least any buff that really makes any difference because they, like you said, they, they overcompensated for Supreme Leader Kylo and they got a lot of complaints. I, I think just leave it how it is. Like, And every character doesn't have to be amazing on defense. Um I feel like this is the biggest complaint is Sith Eternal can be beat by troopers. Like good. Use them on offense and solo Padme, like get 56 banners in three V three or get uh, 64 banners. It's a galactic legend. You can solo things like take advantage of it. Um, but yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's probably good enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Next question. I will soon be unlocking Darth Malak, but I'm also close to getting General Skywalker. I only have the GET one currency to take one of them to seven stars. Who would you do first? Uh, General Skywalker, hundred percent. No question in my mind. Um, he he's used in a ton of different comps to counter a ton of different really important things, and like he is. He is legit one of the top five in consideration right now for me to get to put Relic 8 on. So, like, he, frankly, he is he's a transcendent, amazing character. Malak is also very good. He is just in no way approaching General Skywalker's impact on the game in any game mode. Except, uh, for, except for the galactic challenges right now, currently. Right. <laughs> then, right. Then he's okay. But situationally, like <laughs> generally speaking, I I would always take Skywalker first. What about you? Uh, I completely agree with you. I, General Skywalker will be my fourth R8. Um, I'm going to do three Galactic Legends first, and then General Skywalker will be after. <laughs> it will be before the fourth Galactic Legend. Like that. That's how important I think he is. So. Completely agree on uh, Skywalker. Awesome. Um, all right. Should auto deploy be fixed? It can really screw up banners when you're uh, making a close Kyber run. It can also screw you up if you're going for a top 10 run. So should they fix the way that an auto deploy works? I was thinking about that the other day, actually. Yeah, I think they should. I think right now, especially with the Galactic Legends being what they are, like it is super annoying to try to beat those teams. Like if someone 
if if you get unlucky enough to get matched up against someone who's not even interested in playing, like, I don't know, find some fun way to find some way to engage people. Like it, it is, it's just a chore right now to beat an auto deploy. It's like, okay, I get the win, but now I have to like do actual unfun gameplay to do this. Like, I don't know what you do exactly. Like, can you take the middle? Can you cut like the top 10 characters out and just like, and then just sort by sort by faction or something. So you have teams that are in the same faction. Like it seems like they could do something that wouldn't be that hard. That would also not just be mind numbingly awful to play against. Yeah. I think if you auto deploy, they should put your weakest characters on the board and you can't attack. Like, I get why they set up auto-deploy as it is. The The point of it was that um, all your best characters are on defense, so you can't then attack your opponent when you, you didn't take a step to set defense. Like, I completely understand that. I completely agree that your opponent shouldn't be punished for placing a defense. Uh, and they did it the way that they did, because they don't want teams like they didn't want to auto deploy teams with synergy. Cause again, that could screw your opponent who actually did work as opposed to you that just did nothing. So I get why they did it. I just think it misses the mark because I think it punishes the people that didn't auto deploy. So I think you just start from the bottom of your roster and fill the board that way. And then say, you can't attack. Like you didn't place defenses Sorry, you're missing attack phase. That's yeah. I'd be fine with something like that. I just you're right. Like it, it just punishes your opponent is what it does. Because a lot of the people who auto deploy don't even pay attention. They have no idea how well their opponent fared. Yeah, you know, like they don't care. They care about getting a, like a tiny amount of rewards right at the end. They are all the people in that we sit here and say why don't you just join for rewards? Like you're sacrificing rewards by not joining. I don't get it. Like, you know, um, yeah, they're the people are like, Oh, good idea. I'll join for rewards. Right. Uh, yeah. Like huge props to the people who just place just like random crap on their defense and have no intention of attacking. Like those guys are my heroes. The guys who just (laughs) want rewards don't like grand arena. And they don't want to make a bad experience for people. So. Agreed. Uh, all right. So where was I? Oh. What factions would you recommend for newer players who just bought the hyperdrive bundle? And should you level up and get gear for characters or try to get everyone seven stars first? Oh, let me see here. I don't see that on the sheet here. Yes. Oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, who just brought the hyperdrive bundle? It's so hard. I think. I mean, if the obvious path, and a lot of people do it already, is uh, if you have the hyperdrive bundle, go for the Jedi Knight Revan team first. Like, it, it's pretty easy once you do the hyperdrive bundle. Um, and then, I mean, I would just, I just follow the same path as usual, though. Like, you need. You want a rebel fleet, you want bounty hunters, you need Commander Luke. Like there's a ton of ton of backfill to do. Like in a lot of ways, the hyperdrive bundle actually hurts you because it gives you a bunch of characters that are functional on some level, but 
they all need Zetas suddenly, and you don't have any Zetas to start with. Like Hyperdrive Bundle, you'll, you'll start with like one, kind of. And you'll start earning some, but like you have way more characters that need them than can actually have them. So I don't know, in some ways, Hyperdrive Bundle isn't the best purchase. Plus you, you have to put mods on everyone. You have zero mods to start with. It's it's a mess, but uh, I, I would say, I would say in general, yeah, I, I would go for, I, I'd go for Jedi Knight Revan and then like Commander Luke and just the same trajectory I've been doing with Prevail, man. Like get your Vader up and running with Emperor Palpatine, get some Phoenix to gear eight at least so you can get Thrawn, et cetera. What about, what are your thoughts, Solo? Uh, you are much closer tuned than I am to the lower, <laughs> to the lower levels right now. But I, I do generally agree with what you said. Um Get jet, get the Jedi Knight Revan team, get Vader, and uh, get Phoenix. Um, <laughs> and I know at the lower levels they're actually a really good team, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I would say focus though. You, you know, it, one of the biggest problems we see when people say or ask us for advice on a roster is they have like three First Order done, and then three Empire, and then, you know, two Jedi. Like, focus what you're doing, because you, you can't... This game is so big and has been out for so long now that you can't do everything at once. You, ju you just can't. So pick a team, go for it, then move to the next. Right. Uh, well, exactly. Uh, don't necessarily, like, get that team all the way to like gear 13 or whatever, like gear 12, d depending on how, what level you're at, like gear 12 is probably great early on, but, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it's so hard. It's so tough. I can't, we can't spend five minutes and tell you all the things, but, yeah. but yeah, like fo focus on some things for sure at the start, especially. And then, I mean, my alt kind of just works on whatever, but I wouldn't say that that's, well, it is a winning strategy because I'm winning with it, but I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't generally... I think a lot of that has to do with my experience in the game more than anything. So anyways, right. uh, we... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real but, quickly, e Abattoir in the chat wants to clarify, when you say finish a team, you don't mean G13 or R7. Not, not, at, that, not at that level. Uh, it means making them usable. Right, make it you know, make them make them actually relevant to whatever your GP is for sure. Yeah. Just uh, yeah, like relic seven. Don't don't put any relics on your account until you're like two million GP. I think. Well, <laughs> whatever. Maybe abattoir has other things to say, but my perspective is relics is what ruins matchup GP. Yeah. So. Uh. All right. We're getting close, so uh, we'll have two more. One a little more in depth. The last one is the fun one. Um, so, assumption is there's a general consensus that Jedi Master Luke's ultimate is by far the worst of all the GLs. Do you think CG really needs to consider improving it, especially since unlocking him has the most difficult requirements? Um, I think his... I think his ultimate's great. <laughs> like I, I've had this conversation with three different people today, actually. I have me people, too. People, 
people saying how awful his ultimate is and how awful he is actually like it is extremely baffling to me like it are you not killing all the things you want to kill with him right even without his ult and with with his ult i I, crazy talk but what what are your yeah this is why i don't understand about it like so i i 100 understand the argument that if he's not the weed his ultimate sucks. You can't get to the ultimate. Well, you can get to everybody else's ultimate um, without them in the leader slot. If you want to say, make it easier for him to get to his ultimate uh, when he's not a leader, I'm, I, I'd be perfectly fine with that. I, you know, that, that I completely agree with. Um, but if you want to talk about, about his actual ultimate, his actual ultimate, in my opinion, is probably the best ultimate with what he does because, like, Ray's ultimate, yeah, she goes damage immune and then does a lot of damage, but if you have five people standing, that lot of damage doesn't do anything. Kylo's ultimate, I can see an argument for Kylo's ultimate because he starts stacking the mastery if you use it right, and the AI doesn't use his ultimate right, so it's really just damage immunity uh when the ai is playing it sith eternal's ultimate is probably my favorite but it's <laughs> just because it's so cool uh to just erase a team but if the team isn't all opposing jedi he does a lot less damage jedi master luke's ultimate does your entire team is buffed like you go into a territory battle with the with jedi master luke you get the ultimate when he's the leader with three bugs still standing in the first wave. And then you just roll through the rest of the territory battle missions. Like you ignore all taunts. You're doing 35% more damage with general Skywalker. Who's just hitting for like 150 to 200 K every time he does an AOE. Like his ultimate is absurd. Um, And like Endall says in chat, his ultimate is probably going to age the best out of all of them because eventually raised damage just isn't going to be enough. Um, Supreme leader Kylo or not Supreme leader Kylo Sith eternal emperor. It's the same thing. Eventually the damage he does, all he's going to do is erase two people, which is still a fantastic ultimate. Don't get me wrong. Like you're literally erasing two people from the board. Um, Jedi Master Luke will his ultimate will always give buffs to the entire team. Like always give buffs to the entire team. That's something that is just going to age fantastically. So would I buff his ultimate in terms of getting it when he's not in the leader slot? 100%. I, I think you need to be able to get him to the ultimate when he's not leader. Um, would I buff his ultimate? Otherwise, I think it, I think his ultimate is fantastic. So no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I I basically agree with everything you said. Like, not not to mention, I think the one small tiny thing. So so Endall says like, it, it it's going to age well because it buffs your mastery, and mastery is yeah. going to be a thing moving on, moving into you know whatever relic levels we're going to end up at. But uh, the <clears throat> the other thing is. 
as they continue to, to release Jedi, he'll also get, you know, he'll get the best Jedi to go with him. Now I get to play with him and Kieti Mundi together. You know? <laughs> yeah. I So real quick, an example that I'll steal from the next segment is, so I, I had to use Jedi Master Luke on a Ray team in 3v3, and it looked like I was going to lose this match. It, it was bad. It was... I was down to just Jedi Master Luke. They had Rey and Chewie at full health still standing. I got the ultimate because the ultimate is easy to get if you know how to use them. And then all of a sudden I did Luke's AOE and both Rey and Chewie who were full health just disappeared. Like they just disappeared off the board. I I went from about to lose to, oh, look, there they go. Right, it just it like looked like it was a sure thing at that point. Right, and so, you know, his ultimate is amazing. I, I love it. And I laugh at everybody that doesn't apply the ultimate. So like, it's not that good. It, it is. It, it, on paper, it might not look good. His ultimate is worth the 6,000 GP that barely affects your matchmaking. Right. I will say the one caveat to all of this that I will say is uh, the the if people do want to save tokens, they want to save their uh, you know the their donuts or whatever for Sith Eternals Ultimate. If they if they intend to like unlock Jedi Master Luke, then Sith Eternal right after that. I actually think that that is probably the only reason you want to save his Ultimate tokens because like. Uh, you know, like the G- matchup GP, I agree, like laughable. But uh, in terms of just uh, impact on a character, Jedi Master Luke is still pretty decent without his ult. Uh, he, he's much better with it. Sith Eternal Emperor is in a real awkward place before you get his ult, though. Like getting yeah. his ultimate is enormously beneficial to him. So, I mean, I would still do the way I did it before, where I just put it on Luke immediately when I had his ult available. But... I think that there is something to be said for just saving those tokens until you get Sith Eternal, just so you don't have that awkward phase of, you know, two or three weeks, whatever it is. I, I, it depends on how long it's going to take you to get Sith Eternal. I mean, if, sure. if you're going to get Sith Eternal within a month, I could see the argument. If it's going to take you two to three months to unlock Sith Eternal and you're like, I'm going to save these tokens for two to three months and not have an ultimate on my JML. So I can just unlock Sith Eternal a little earlier. It's like, so you're going to waste it for two to three months worth of light side territory battles and territory wars. And, you know, and I, I hear the argument all the time that you get to Luke's ultimate and the round has already been decided. If you have a fast Luke Grandmaster Yoda and Old Ben on the team, you can get to the ultimate before the other team takes their second turn. Um, just because of how uh, those interactions all work. So I don't, I don't always agree with it, uh, with that statement, but you know, anyway, it, we've been blathering on. So let's, let's move on. Uh, final podcast question. Should we make a no drinking alcohol for Ando for a day by using channel points? Because we really need to dry that guy out for a few months. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, I don't want to do that. And I don't either. <laughs> I can't say I support that. I support doing things for Ando. And I think uh, in this case, we just need to make him push through. <laughs> just, just uh, you know, embrace the pain, as the Aiel would say. <laughs> you had to bring the <laughs> reference in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, what do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoy Ando as he is. <laughs> yeah, don't don't mess with Ando. He's got a good thing going. We have a good thing about Ando going. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not us. Ando's yeah. <laughs> not here but for that guy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Um, all right, so real quickly, we both have alts. Um, yeah. Mine is 6.7 million now with two GLs. Uh, yours is lower than that. Um, so how'd, how'd your first alt do? <laughs> Gosh, um, it, went, it, it went well. So this week, I, this is my last season in... Uh, in division one, uh, sorry, in division two, I'll be in division one next time, no matter what. So uh, I, I did, you know, we've talked about it before. I've, I'm not trying to, uh, whatever, I'm not trying to brag here this time specifically, but uh, I do want, like, I got a hundred consecutive wins last season and it was already too late to do it at this point in the season last time, but uh, I wanted to, wanted to get like celebrate in some way. And so I'm going it, I'm intentionally getting into Chromium league this week <laughs> just to make, I don't know, just to see what it's like. I, I have a feeling it's going to be painful. I bet that I get like, I bet that there's going to be like a galactic legend in there or something crazy. Um, maybe not, but uh, you know, I want to want to hang out in the land of the tryhards, make, make those alt fights a little more, uh, I don't know, interesting for people, a little higher stakes. Like all the only people I'm going to be facing are people who not only did like only, not only won all three of their Chromium matches, but they're going to be or of their, sorry, of their opening week matches. They're also guys who full cleared and like had dominant, uh, you know, had, had dominant scores. And they also got a bunch of the feats. So like they're the tryhards, it's the land of the tryhards and <laughs> I thought I'd venture in, uh, so I am intentionally pulling a Klesso. Uh, that, all that being said, I, my week wasn't that great. My first couple matches, there was an auto-deploy, which I didn't get a great score on. Another guy who I messed up a couple times against because he just placed like basically every good team on defense, and then he never attacked. Or no, he, could, he couldn't clear his zone. And then the final one, uh, the guy placed a pretty tough defense, it was, it's the finals, right? So I'm like, oh, this guy's going to attack. Clearly, he never did, though. So, uh, you know, I got a good score on my final one. I got all my feats. So maybe top 10 is still in play. I'm not sure. I'm guessing with Chromium in looming large, I'm not going to make top 10 this season. But we'll see. I'm, I'll still try. I'm still in the running for it, I guess. So, uh, yeah, that's that was how my alts week was. How was your high-level alt uh, so my alt's first first match was much like my main account's first match of he had this one had zero Galactic Legends and no gas and no Watt and no GET two ships. Um, 
And so, it, it, you know, it, it wasn't fair. My second opponent had, he was the harder, probably the hardest opponent of the bracket. And he placed uh, Ray, Han, and Chewie on defense, which with my main account isn't a problem because that's, you know, people figured out how to beat that with Supreme Leader Kylo fairly easy. But his Ray is, was a really fast Ray with uh, a lot of health. And so I went in with the Ray mirror match and I was e- easily able to get Han down. I could not kill his Chewie. <laughs> Literally could not kill his Chewie. Um, and so his Ray beat my Ray, which was awful. So then I brought in, uh, I brought in Jedi Master Luke. Who was, who were the other two? I think it was Jedi Master Luke, Gas, and Hoda. I think that I brought in, and like I said earlier, man, I lost my Gas. I lost my Hoda. It's literally Jedi Master Luke in the yellow. I got my ultimate, and then his Ray and Chewie disappeared. Like there's one AOE, and they they were just gone. I, I think um, Jedi Master Luke hit for like 250k or so, something ridiculous on both of them on his AOE. And so I was able to get through that zone. Um, He also placed a couple of other tough defenses. And so he made me work to get through that zone. The thing is, he went so heavy on defense that he then couldn't full clear me. Because he also, you know, he had... Oh, he had Jedi Knight Luke, Old Ben, and Hoda on defense. He had Darth Revan, Bastil, and Malak on defense. He had Finn Finn Poe. He had CLS, Chupio, 3PO. He had, and then KRU, Kylo, and Red Panda. Uh, so his defense was brutal to get through, but then he had nothing to clear me, and he cleared one zone. Um, and so, you know, I ended up getting the win. Then going into the third match, um, well, the championship was really the second match. The third match, it was another guy that had two Galactic Legends, but he just he didn't place a tough D, and he still didn't full clear me. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I finished the week six and zero. Oh. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. Now that brings up your other alt. Since you know, <laughs> one all is not enough for you. Uh, how did he should be? <laughs> did prevail, man? Prevail, he did. This uh, this week was easy. Uh, division 10, man, those first couple weeks were brutal. I don't know if I just got bad RNG or if like the matchmaking was just like I, I didn't game it well enough or what, but it was just uh, that was brutal. I couldn't clear, there was like three or four guys I couldn't clear, I barely won a couple of them. Uh, this week, at least, it, it's and, and actually the final week of of my first uh, season, where it's been pretty smooth sailing. So, full clears, uh, you know, I can't do any feats, but I guess I'm okay with that. And yeah, I'm am I up to what fifteen and O on that account? I I think the biggest thing was I I was trying to make it into Division Nine last time. Uh, or this season because I was in ten the time before and it uh, it didn't for whatever reason I was below the GP line and 
they still stashed me in division eight. I have no idea. Like I was below the million GP that you have to have to get to division yeah. eight. And I still made it in somehow. I, I have no idea. It was very strange. I wonder if I went over at some point at some vital, at some critical time. And they just like logged me in at, you know, cause there, there was like one time, one small time that I did go over that GP. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, division it, eight. It could be a matchmaking thing. Because I've heard uh, before that people were pulled into a different division, and the guess is that it's because they just didn't have enough people at a similar GP to matchmake you with, what is it, uh, 32 different people. Right. Oh, maybe. I don't really care. I was just, I wanted one season in, like, I didn't care about the division. Frankly, I, I have never cared about the division that much, except for going from two to one. Two to one is a special case, uh, just for, for reasons that we don't need to spend time on right now. But uh, otherwise, I, I'm good with whatever division I'm in. I just, as a content creator, I like to have that just kind of nice, you know, even symmetry. It'd be nice to just have one season in each division and move move our way along. So then I can say, oh, yeah, back when I was in Division 9, this is what we used to do. Instead, I'm like, oh, well, I've never been in that division. You're on your own. So anyways, uh, I ended up going 9-0 and this week or... Or is it uh, eight and a half and oh? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So uh, our last segment here is uh, what are we doing to prepare for Grand Arena? Um, what What did you do this week for your roster? Oh, man, I'm super fancy. Um, I, I got Kiati Mundi up to seven stars and... Uh, to celebrate and also because he's a great character he is now relic five so i think that might be the only upgrade i did to my account but it, i mean that's pretty substantial getting a character yeah. that was gear 11 all the way up to relic five i uh you know ha- has he done me any good so far it's hard to say i <laughs> i definitely did use him in territory battles and i ended up with a 404 but could any Jedi have filled in for him in that case? Because I had Jedi Master Luke and Jedi Knight Luke. Like, probably. I probably didn't need him anywhere, but he's fun. He's super cool. Uh, my opponent's cam killed my fives like he was cup, so that was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made a cup I'm joke. Sure. I'm cool. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Solo? What, did, uh, what, what awesome things have you done? that aren't like mine was pretty like i don't know surface level it's probably not going to impact me that much uh well i got k2 up to gear 13 um so there's that i I honestly didn't expect it but the we got furnaces with our uh territory battle rewards and so that let me get him to gear 13 before lock and now he's actually r5 ready to take on all the general grievances out there in three v three v three, and I'm really struggling not putting the Zeta on. I, I, Gom said it the other day. It's a Zeta I want, but probably wouldn't recommend. And I just keep looking at it, and I have seven Zetas just sitting on my roster, right. waiting to be used. And it's like, well, I have seven. How the hell am I going to use seven Zetas right now? <laughs> 
the answer is right. Even if a Galactic Legend came out tomorrow, you're not going to have a right. have that unlocked and be able to apply all six. Yeah. And the Zeta is stupid. It is a stupid Zeta. I did the math. If all three members of the Grievous team do an AOE twice, it still only raised his protection up by ten thousand, which is almost nothing. Like a protection up is worth more than his Zeta. But it's like I have seven Zetas. Like how how am I gonna spend these? And I don't I don't like hoarding that much. Like it's hoarding that much just physically pains me. So I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting Zeta. Uh, Zeta trigger happy. Yeah. So you talk about you talk about trigger happy with Zetas. I, I'm right there with you, brother. I last night I, for no reason other than just total speculation, put a Zeta on the armor. She's gear eight. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there, there's no use for it right now. There, there's no reason. I mean, it is a, if you're going to use her a lot, it's a vital Zeta, I think. But uh, I'm not going to use her very much to start with. So, um, yeah. I just wanted to apply Zeta. That's that's all I wanted. I needed that like release valve. So <laughs> right there with you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that kind of sums up our night. Uh, we should finish with one last make Ando drink, even though he's not, even though he's not here. Um, just a spite. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's the stream, guys. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Thank you for or to Galaxy of Bureaus and to Operation Metaverse slash GOM for the raids. It is much appreciated. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will be back Wednesday night on our individual pages to stream our Grand Arenas. You can find uh, my Twitch page at Solobase15. Uh, you can find Zareth's Twitch page at Zareth underscore prevails. That's X-A-E-R-E-T-H underscore prevails. Um, you can find my YouTube page at just solo base 15. Zareth is his YouTube is just Zareth. There is no prevailing on YouTube, just Zareth. Um, if you look below in the description below, you will find a link to our discord server. It is a grand arena focused discord server. So if you have any questions about three V three, please join. It is a fairly active discord server. There's almost always somebody there to answer your question. Um, and it's 3v3 you're looking for counters There, we have a counter sheet you can look in for the link in the description below it will show you the full team that we faced the full team that was used to counter that team and then most importantly it will show you a video of how the counter works so you can actually do it yourself now that we got all that out, uh, thank you again to everybody that has joined us. It's been a great night, guys. Um, and yes, the abattoir, the counter sheet is not comprehensive, but it's as comprehensive as we want, damn it. Um, and it's, it's temporary. as comprehensive <laughs> as it needs to be. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. With that said, remember, guys, evil sucks. And don't be dicks. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. Take care.